Mark your calendar. Call a friend. Be ready to join us. April 24th through 29th for a time of fun on the radio. Even some free gifts, great gospel music, comments, and more. April 24th through 29th. That's April 24th through 29th. Right here on Echoes of Holiness Radio as we prepare to keep holiness echoing strong. Call a friend. Mark your calendar and plan for a week of fun. Right here on Echoes of Holiness Radio. To start early with your comments, jokes and more, you may contact us from our website at echoesofholiness.org or email us at echoingholiness at gmail.com. Free stuff, great music and comments. Keeping holiness echoing to the next generation. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Echoes of Holiness Radio. Don't forget April 24th through 29th. That's April 24th through 29th. Thank you to all who join us in making Echoes of Holiness Radio possible. To contact us about partnering with us in prayer for Echoes of Holiness or about contributions, you may do so at Echoes of Holiness Radio P.O. Box 161, Augusta Springs, Virginia 24411 or online at echoesofholiness.org. Thank you for joining us this year.
From the book of Matthew chapter 9 I, the Lord knows my heart I would have been glad to just listen this morning I did not come feeling like I had to preach or needed to preach but I would like to say something that would be a help to you wouldn't want to be a hindrance to the meeting in any way but I would like to be a help to you today from the book of Matthew chapter 9 and verse 10 maybe we'll start reading there the Bible said, And it came to pass, as Jesus said at meat in the house, Behold, many publicans and sinners came, and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that behold need, need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. You know, it's a wonderful thing to be well, uh, to be saved, for everything to be going well with you this morning. And if it's well with us today, we ought to be a thankful people, hadn't we? I appreciate the grace of God, the mercy of God that's been so freely extended to us. Brother Charlie's already said the Lord's given us so many wonderful years, wonderful times, wonderful things. But while everything's well with me and mine today, it may not be that way with everybody that's here. You know, there are times that we fall into trouble and we fall on hard times. The Bible said here that Jesus spoke these words and He said that they that be well need not a physician. They're not going and looking for someone to fix a problem that's not there. But there are those that are in trouble. There are those that are in hard places. And they need some help today. I'm so glad for all of the good things that the Lord does for us. I'm glad that He helps us in, in times when things are well. I appreciate that. But Sister Sue, I'm also glad that He's there in the times that we do get in trouble. The times that we do need help from the Lord. He said, they that are whole, they need not a physician. They're not looking for a special answer or special help today. They're well. Things are well with them. But that one that's in trouble, they're in search of an answer this morning. That one that's in need is searching for somebody to touch them. Someone to help them. They're looking for the solution to their problem. But the answer of the Scripture here, Jesus speaking to them, and He went on and He said, But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I am not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. 
This went so much further than just speaking of those that had broken bodies. This went so much deeper than just speaking of those that were physically ill. But he was dealing with those that were in spiritual trouble. He was dealing with those that were needing an answer for their soul. Those that were needing their spirits mended, Brother Danny. Those that were needing their souls to be saved, to be redeemed. And I want to tell you this morning, those are the ones that need the physician today. They need an answer. They're looking for an answer. They're looking for Him to solve their problem and to meet their need today. Oh, that we could see that one that's in trouble reach what they're needing in this service. I feel like, and you've already expressed it, Brother Richard, the desire, the hunger in, the, in his heart, in the heart of the camp meeting, uh, to reach out to that individual, that one, uh, maybe that sinner boy or that sinner girl that's outside of the ark of safety today. That's the one that I'd like to be able, Brother Danny, to get them some help. I'd like to be able to see the Lord touch that one that's in need, that one that's in trouble today. I, I, I sat last week and I watched several families, more than I could even mention to you today. One family, a man that had been brought out of sin, out of a deep sin. He was a drug addict, I guess, in terrible shape. Got a young family, three little boys, just stair-step little boys. And the Lord saved him, brought him out of that, gave him a good experience. And for a while, his wife came to church with him. Seemed like she tried to get in and do well. But I watched him through the week as he sat on the church bench, uh, on the front bench, trying to worship God. Little boys, just stair-step little boys, just about like yours, Brother Danny sitting there by him and I looked at that situation and I thought oh such a need such a need that God would fix that problem for them others a thorn mother with two or three little children sitting on the bench husband just living with them part time now and my heart somehow brother Orberich toward them oh that God would fix that for them reach toward their need they that are sick need the physician they that are broken need his help today they need him to meet their need in a special way from the book of Mark chapter 5 and verse 25 the Bible said, And a certain woman which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind, and touched his garment. For she said, If I may but touch, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him. 
turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? Here was the woman, the Bible said, that she had suffered many things of many positions. She had looked to many people to solve her problem. She had looked to many people to give her the touch that she needed. She had looked in many directions to find the answer, the solution to her problem. But the Bible said she rather grew worse. The problem wasn't there. The answer wasn't there. What it done, it left her still needing a solution. I want to tell you this morning, our people, many of our people, when I say our people, I'm talking all across this country. Many of our people have looked to many physicians. They've turned to every source that you can imagine this morning. We've got people that have turned to the crowd looking for the solution. We've got people that have turned to alcohol looking for the solution, but that wasn't it. We've got people that have turned to the world to sin, to ungodliness. We've got people among our people, those that you know, that have turned to mind-altering drugs looking for the solution. But I want to tell you this morning, it's leaving them worse than what they were. The solution has not been found in any of that. But oh, today, let me tell you about a physician. Let me tell you about one that's still able to solve your problem. That's able to fix your need today. This little woman said when she came in the crowd where Jesus was, she said, if I may but touch just the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. Oh, that our people would turn to the Lord. I would that in this tent meeting, your loved ones, your friends, the backsliders out of your churches, I would that they would turn to the Lord. Sister Sue, he is still the solution this morning. He is still the answer to this world's problems today. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 8 and verse 21, the Bible said, For the hurt of the daughter of my people am I hurt. I am black. Astonishment had taken hold on me. Is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no position there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? Is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no position there? Is there not a better way of life? Is there not a solution for the sin-sick problems of our world? I want to tell you this morning, there is a position there. There is one that can still solve that need this morning. One that can still solve that problem. In the book of Zechariah chapter 13, I'll get out of the way in just a little bit. In the book of Zechariah chapter 13 and verse 1, if you want to turn it with me, if I can find it right quick. Zechariah 13 and verse 1. 
The Bible said in that day there shall be a fountain open to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. Oh, is there no position there? Is there a solution for my loved ones and yours? Is there a solution for my friends and yours? We've got people that are so broken this morning. We've got people that are so wounded this morning, Brother Harbaugh. We've got people that are so scarred by sin. Brother Danny, what I'm interested in is a solution for that. I'm looking for some answer, somebody to heal that. And I want to tell you today, there is a fountain open in the house of David for sin and for uncleanness. Oh, Jesus. If you'll forgive me, I feel like I need to say it. There was a little 14-year-old girl last week at the camp meeting, Sister Peggy's granddaughter. She may be out here this morning, I don't know. She was there at the camp meeting and on Saturday night, Sister Sue, she knelt at an altar of prayer, weeping and crying just like you got saved. Weeping and crying, knelt at an altar of prayer, needing a solution for a young life, needing help. But I want to tell you, in a little while, them little arms went toward heaven. Brother Danny, she testified when it was over, the Lord saved her. I want to tell you, there is a fountain open this morning. There is a remedy for sin today. Oh, we're living in a selfish generation. We're living in a selfish generation. We're living in a time when mothers and dads are living to themselves. Not carrying the suffering of their little children. Leaving them to the mercies of a world this morning. And I want to tell you, those children need an answer. They need a solution to their problems. Well, I thought I'd read Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. <laughs> but we've already read it, so maybe I won't go back to that. But he spoke of that fountain being opened in the house of David. Jesus wrote to him. Maybe it'd be all right if we just read it again. Luke 4 and 18, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. And all their witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? 
And he said unto them, Ye will surely say unto me, This proverb, Physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. He proclaimed that the Spirit of the Lord was on him to heal, to preach deliverance to the captives, liberty to the bound. And then he said, You'll surely, it'll surely be said of me, unto me, this proverb, physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. One more passage of Scripture, and I'll close this morning. Luke chapter 23 and verse 32. Luke 23 and verse 32. The Bible said again, and there were also two other malefactors led with him to be put to death. And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him. And the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his garment and cast lot. And the people stood beholding. And the rulers also with them derided him. Saying, he saved others. Let him save himself. If he be Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him coming to him. And offering him vinegar and saying, if thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. If he, if you are the Christ, you save others, save yourself. Come down off of the cross, show us your ability. But what they did not know was there were thousands of little boys. There were thousands of little girls through the ages of time. That we're going to be broken. That we're going to need a position. They were going to need an answer to their life's problems. So I want to tell you, he did not save himself from the cross. But he saved millions of others. In bowing his head and giving up the ghost. He made it possible for you to be saved. For you to have the solution to your problems. Hallelujah. I'm so glad it's well with me this morning. More than I'm glad I'm well in body. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad it's well with my soul today. But it'll not be that way with everybody that attends this tent meeting. Somebody's going to be in trouble. Somebody's going to need help. And may it be the will of God to reach them and to help them in their time of need. Oh, oh. I remember when I was the one outside of the Ark of Satan. I'm just about through. But when I was a little boy, we lived in the town of Marlow, Oklahoma. My dad followed construction work all of my young life. We moved from town to town. 
My grandparents were Christian people, had been for years. And my dad had taken up drinking. I don't take him on He was almost, if not, not the home. I remember times in my young years, one time, and I don't see this to shame nobody, but as a little boy at the town of Rutgers, I remember one night a man brought my dad home. And the car wouldn't start, so we got in the other vehicle and went to the tavern just outside of town. Pulled around behind it to get the car. The car wouldn't start. My dad had been there I don't know how long. I was just a little boy. But that night, but Orville, my mother, so despised his drinking problem. I remember so well my mother got back in the car, started the car. She backed out rather swiftly. And we went home. Left my dad in his car there. In a little while, somebody brought him home or got his car. He come home. It wasn't a pretty picture that night. In a sorrow rained in my home that night. It was so unpleasant. It was so ugly, so terrible. I, I, again, I would say I love my parents. I would shame them under no circumstances. I'm just telling you the position he Hallelujah. I've seen my dad grab my mother by the hair of the head that night. I don't know what else took place. I never forgot that. And shortly after that, for a period of time after that, we moved up in the Blanchard community. My dad worked around Oklahoma City. Moved up in the Blanchard community. I could still take you to the spot on the highway where that Sunday afternoon in the car we drove to between Chickasha and Blanchard. My dad made this statement. He said, when we get up here, we're going to find that the church to go to. We're going to do different. We've been doing that. I still take you to the spot on the highway where you are. We got up there. We went first to the Assembly of God Church. That's what my grandparents were years ago. You know, what that they raised in. Different than what it is today. But we went to the Assembly of God Church and it wasn't there. There wasn't an answer we was looking for. That wasn't what my dad was searching for. But I remember the first time. Let me say this and I'll sit down. I remember my first time stepping into a homeless church. One that we associate. Stepping into the Blanchard Church where the Devin George had to there then. I remember the first time I couldn't have been but about 10 or 11 years old. Stepping to the door of the church. We got there late. The first sounds I heard from a holy church was shouting with me. They were singing and I heard the shout come from the church. I stopped at the door, Brother Jones. I remember so clearly my dad so tall. Standing there by me at the door. He put his hand on my shoulder and said, That is the Spirit of God. That is what we're looking for. 
we went in there with in church. One too many days after that, too long after that, that alcoholic dad, one that by his own testimony was or almost an alcoholic. I remember one night only he and my older brother had went to church. But he come back home that night and he called my grandmother and he said, I met a friend of yours at church tonight. She said, oh yeah, who was there? He said, I met the Lord at church tonight. The Lord fixed my problem. I found the physician tonight. And he solved my sin problem. <laughs> my mother was... Uh, my, I've got to sit down. I know it. My mother was... The only religious background my mother had as a girl was Baptist. My dad started talking to her after that about her getting saved. I'll never forget it. He said, the Lord took all of my problems when he fixed you. <laughs> she thought that's right. But it wasn't long after that. That old white-headed preacher come back to where she dad tears. Took it off he made the way to an altar of prayer and found the position. I want to tell you if it had not been, if it had not been, had we not found somebody with an answer to our problems, probably I would be far from God this morning. Probably I would be far out yonder in the world of sin. But I found a position. I found a position. <laughs> Hallelujah! We were the ones that needed it. And I'm so glad he rests toward us. I'm so glad. It's been different ever since. It's been different ever since. I have the utmost confidence in your language. From that day, it'll be from one bed to another. One man to another. People like that need. Come on, help me! God help me to get it come. I want to tell you I can't teach it that he can. I can't take him and that he can. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah.